Welcome to Jungle Slayer, a podcast on navigating the uncharted territories of business. I'm your host, Ed Z, and today I am going to share with you my story of overcoming challenges in the real estate industry and how I closed my first seven-figure deal within my first year of door knocking for success in 2010. Well, I have just hit a plateau in my previous sales position. I was training people. I had a team of 15 people. I was doing the same thing again and again and again. I noticed that I was just going to 150 doors, talking to 80 people a day, training people, closing deals, closing sales every single day. I'd done it for two years. One of my trainers, he challenged me on the first day. He said, I can guarantee you this is so hard that you will not be able to last a year. I did it for two years. Two years. It was just so challenging, so hard, and I was ready to move on. I was lucky again. I think God, universe, has a way of rewarding you. Whenever you are stuck, whenever you're struggling, the universe sends messages to you. You don't have to fear. You don't have to struggle. All you have to do is put your hand on your heart and just ask yourself, is this something that you want to do for the rest of your life? I remember reading Steve Jobs' biography. He asked himself every single day for the next 30 days. He found that this is not something that he wanted to do for the rest of his life, and he just moved on to do something else. I did the same thing. I asked myself that every single day. Every day, my answer was the same. This was not something I wanted to do. Let me find the next opportunity. And the funny part is that I stumble upon an opportunity to join the top real estate luxury team in the city. The team leader was ranked 11th out of 20,000 realtors in the city. And I knew that this was the chance to learn from the best of the best, to make a name for myself in the industry, to learn things about the industry, to make money. When I first stumble upon this industry, The only people I knew were my family friends. They have been doing this for a while. And I went to them for advice. I asked them, how would somebody like me start in the industry? And the first thing they told me was that don't get into it. I was like, what? Back then, I already got my license. What do you mean don't get into it? He said, it's so competitive. There's 20,000 agents in the city, nobody makes any money, and your clients would try to cut you out of the deal. And I thought to myself, what do you mean by that? He said, you become a commodity. There's so many people around. It's very competitive. He had buyers that he dealt with that would ask for a 50% commission back. He didn't want me to get in. Then I asked him, what do you recommend then? He said, well, why don't you get in the finance industry? Wait a sec, 2010, 2008 just happened. Finance industry? You're kidding me, right? I didn't give it a time of the day. I spoke to some other friends of mine. 
I did some soul searching. I really didn't have any better opportunities back then. Again, when you're early in your 20s, your options are very limited. And the only thing that you can do, keep trying new ventures, keep doing something that will help you struggle, that will make you powerful 10 years later. I'm not talking about you making that money within a day. I'm not talking about three days. I'm talking about a decade. This is the long game. I'm talking to you. If you think you're really smart, like Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, you can build a billion dollar company before you turn the age of 30. But for regular people like us, let's go the slow path. I'm okay with that. At that moment, I knew that my odds of dying before the age of 30 was very puny. And I have a lot of time in my life. It was like a springtime for me. So I just went for it. I didn't care about what other people said. I thought it could be a good opportunity because I was doing sales. I can prove myself to be valuable. And I'm just selling houses. I'm doing the same thing, except I'm just making a bigger check, making more money every single year, and I can serve people more, serve people better. I went for it. I was lucky to have a great mentor. Most people don't get the opportunities that I get. Looking back to 2010, the people that I started with, a lot of them aren't even in the industry anymore. They never made the same amount of money that I made. They never made the same impact. And yet, I learned a lot. I learned how to observe, how to listen more, talk less, and I never left any money on the table. When you observe things, you want to ask rationalized questions. In the real estate industry, especially when the market is hot, you will notice that you will get a lot of calls coming in. One day I got 20, 30 calls. Some people are not that friendly. Some people are toxic. Most of them are pretty nice. You need to listen more. There will be people that will ask you for your advice. There will be people that will ask you for your indications on how much a home is sold for. Or how much can they buy this home for? The trick is they're trying to dig for information. There are honest agents out there that will give away information for free. But if you give away information for free, are you valuable? Are you useful? Or are you being used? There's a lot of buyers out there. They don't have any loyalty. They treat a home. They treat a realtor. They treat a salesperson just like a commodity. At the end of the day, if you don't brand yourself, if you have no reputation, if you're not producing content, you become a commodity. The trick is, how do you decommoditize? You can do it by content creating. You can do it by marketing. You can do it by networking. You can do it by being an expert in a certain field, in a niche area. And you start really to observe your clients. You talk less. You ask questions. You handle objections. You handle rejections. Like... You never ask how many properties you own. You never ask them directly if they qualify to purchase this high-ticket item. You have to ask indirect questions. You listen. Have you seen this other property on the market? Tell me about your experience. How long have you been doing this? Have you seen other homes before? Is this the first home that you have seen? How long have you been looking? Who are you working with? These are the questions you ask. You want to gauge it. You want to paint a complete picture of the person that you're dealing with. That's how you ask the right questions. In my first year of business, it was the most difficult 
closing my first deal. Once I done that, everything became easy. This is when I learned anything that you do, the first step is always the hardest. The first deal is always the hardest. The first rejection is always the hardest. You just have to overcome your fears in dealing with the first, the first, the first. Now, I want to talk to you about my first deal, my favorite deal of them all. It was a $2 million sale in 2010. I was 24 years old. One of my favorite deals was a $2 million sale. I went door knocking. That day I was having such a tough time. It was snowing hard. My shoes were not proper and I was cold. I stepped into a puddle, my socks got wet. And you know that feeling when you have wet socks? And what sucks about that is that your feet is cold and the minus two degrees temperature, you're walking in the snow, you don't even feel your toe. And so happened, the next door I knocked on was a family man. He opened the door and he looked pretty miserable. I looked pretty miserable too with my wet shoe. And he was pretty sad. I asked him, hey, how are you? This is Edward. So tell me about yourself, I asked him. I was pretty direct that day. I was having a really bad day. And I just came out of my mouth, just asked him, you look sad, sir. What is happening? Is there anything I can help? Well, it's strange. Usually when people are really angry, they close the door on me. When people are scared and fearful, they don't open the door. When people are sad, they stay in and not open the door. If they're happy to open the door, they want to chat about different things. But this gentleman was a little bit different. He was highly, very miserable. I can tell from the look of his face, he won't even look at me in the eye. He was looking down. I thought he was the tenant and I asked him, is the owner here? And in a very soft voice, he said, yes, I am the owner. What do you want? And I asked him, I'm here to find a buyer. I'm a real estate agent in the neighborhood. I would like to get to know the neighborhood. And he looked at me in the eye. I saw him having a tear coming out of his eye when I was red. I asked him, are you okay? It turned out that he was having a fight with his wife and it was really miserable. It turned out that he had been trying to sell this property for a while. I didn't know that at the time. He himself couldn't find a buyer for the property, so he took it off the market. And here's a big epiphany for you out there, whoever's doing sales. It doesn't matter what high ticket items you sell. It's all about relationships. And 80% of the salespeople out there, they're only in there for the one-time deal. I call them the one-night stand. It doesn't work that way. Any relationship isn't a one-night stand. Any relationship requires to invest your time, energy, effort. I had a chat with this gentleman. It was two or three times of talking to him, visiting his door, dropping some presents off before I even got an appointment. That's why I have an opportunity. And I truly believe that even till today, 10 years later, there's still salespeople out there who are looking for one night stands with their clients. And that is the biggest mistake. Any customer is a relationship. In order to do business with you, they have to like you first. Let me repeat this. In order to do business with you, they have to like you first. Now, he really liked me. And that's when I stepped in. I took this high ticket item, I signed a contract, and I found him a solid buyer. It took me months of preparation, work, numerous showings. I was door knocking with his flyers in my hand. I did mailing campaigns. I showed the property, open houses. And finally, finally, we found a solid buyer to get a job done. But you know what? 
this experience taught me the importance of empathy and the power that if you truly listen to your customers, you will win. During my first year in the industry, I started with a fierce team leader. We had a team of eight people. I was hustling. Everybody else was hustling. There wasn't a huge connection among myself and the team. So I had to go out. I had to figure the business out. I had to see who is the top performer in the city, network with them, talk to them. And I was really grateful to have met other top salespeople. And they were more than willing to share their knowledge and experience with me. I think one thing that worked was I was young. I didn't know anything. I wasn't afraid to ask questions. There will be top players that's willing to give you a hand if they take a liking to you. You have no idea how many top players in the industry I have met where I remind them of themselves when they were young and they gave me opportunities. They taught me things. They give me deals. Where if I didn't do all of this, went home, stayed in the office, read a book, I wouldn't have gotten anything. I learned that networking and building relationships, they're the key to success in any industry. You map out who the top person, who the top player is in your industry. You look on LinkedIn. You go on Facebook. You ask a friend's friend's friend. You get connected to them. Invite them out for coffees. And guess what? 99% of them will tell you to fuck off. But there's one person that will tell you, hey, boy, girl, you remind me of myself when I was 20, 30 years old. I'm 60 years old now. I want to help you. You just talk to that one person. That's it. The 99% of them, you can impact them in some way. Smile. I appreciate them. Be grateful. Again, when they're having a bad day, when they take it out on you, it's not your fault. Don't get angry. Don't get emotional. Next day, they will forget all about you anyways. There's no point. Don't lose your attitude. Remember, when you're doing sales, your attitude is the only thing that you have. Your attitude is the only thing that you have. That is based on the preconception that you're working hard, you're hustling, you're putting in effort. Looking back, I realized how my journey in the real estate industry was not just about closing deals, but about the life lessons that I'd learned along the way. I learned to be observant, listen more, talk less, never leave money on the table, and the importance of empathy and the importance of relationships. These lessons have served me well, not just in real estate, but in all aspects of life. Well, that's all for today's episode of Jungle's Lair Business Podcast. I hope you enjoy my story and overcoming challenges and closing my first seven-figure deal in the real estate industry. If you have any questions, comments, please reach out to me. Until next time, keep navigating the uncharted territories of business. Business.